0: Hi everyone, Lucy Kippest here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and this episode of our podcast is brought to you by Flying Solo's brand new business class membership. It's your annual pass to great deals, discounts, tips and wisdom for building the business of your dreams and you can win the opportunity to be a guest on this podcast. All for just $2.99. Head to our website for details. Now on to the show. Lucy Bingle has worked in marketing for about 20 years. Five years ago, she left her corporate job and started a an LinkedIn agency after it striking her that LinkedIn was actually an emerging platform and that would pay, it would pay dividends to hone her knowledge. She was right. Now the owner of lucybingle.com, Lucy is a LinkedIn strategist to large and small businesses about the ins and outs of LinkedIn and how to develop your marketing strategy. Lucy, welcome to the Flying Solo podcast.
1: Thanks, Lucy. Thanks for having me.
0: It's my pleasure, and I'm sure it won't get too confusing for everyone that we have the same name <laughs> during the, the conversation. <laughs> um, we talk a lot about LinkedIn here at Flying Solo, and that's pretty much because I just love it as a platform, not only to promote our content, obviously, on this site, but also as a way to promote and also discover new and emerging small business owners. It really feels like for me that LinkedIn, there's a lot of freedom on this platform. Do you agree? And what do you love most about it?
1: Yeah, I do agree. I think, um, well, I think it's a great platform because you know that it's for professional and business purposes. So therefore it sort of feels like the right place to be when, you know, when you're thinking about business and opportunities and finding in your instance, trying to find those small business owners. It just makes sense. So therefore, you know, There's so much opportunity there and there are so many people and brands there. Um, What I particularly love about it is that it's a level playing field. So you've got the same platform that services large corporates, SMEs, small businesses, entrepreneurs and the likes. And therefore, it gives everyone the same opportunity to use it and to use it well. So if you know how to drive around it, you can actually do some really cool stuff, you know. So Gives those businesses and individuals the opportunity to not only source talent, but to market themselves, market their business, share their brand stories, et cetera. And you could be Microsoft or a corporation of one, and you've still got the same tool.
0: Mm, Exactly. And I think, you know, in my mind, Facebook's probably the biggest sort of competitor is probably the wrong word, but I suppose it is competitor in a way. But it seems easier to promote yourself on on LinkedIn than it does on Facebook in terms of not looking like, you know, God forbid, in Australia, like that tall poppy syndrome. It's like LinkedIn, it's sort of established that this is where you come to promote what you do and to talk, you know, positively about what you do. Do you think that's true? Mm.
1: Yeah, and I think that's right. And I think also you don't have those gray areas. With Facebook, I mean, um, you know, Facebook's got wonderful attributes, but it can feel quite grey because, you know, you're there personally as well as trying to do something professionally. And sometimes those lines get quite blurred and you're just not quite sure how to leverage it properly. Where at least when you're in LinkedIn, you're like, right, oh, this is a professional platform. We're all here for the same reason to find commercial opportunities, whether it be that you're looking for the job or whether it be that you're looking for suppliers or whether it be that you're, you know, researching Opportunities, whatever the case may be, you're there in a professional mindset and that's what mm. I think is the ease of use, you know, for that platform.
0: Absolutely. And you're not really on LinkedIn unless you have connections and that's what I wanted to talk about today because I saw a video of yours that you posted on LinkedIn recently mm. and you were speaking about the need to have a strategy to manage our connections on LinkedIn. So mm. for anyone listening that doesn't understand essentially what a connection is. Can you just do a little quick um, definition of what a connection is on LinkedIn? Sure.
1: So, obviously, when you go onto LinkedIn, there are two components, really. You have your individual brand, which is your own LinkedIn personal profile, and then you have the opportunity to also build your company brand, and that's your company page. So, what we're talking about in this instance is your individual personal profile page and from that, you actually have to build a network of people and they're your connections. So you have the opportunity to reach out and connect with people who you therefore have in your net, you know, as, as, you know, as a term of any, I suppose. But so that group of people is then your community. And, um, I'm a big believer in consistently trying to grow that community, but I'm really passionate about growing a relevant and um, thoughtful community, so actually putting a strategy around that and reaching out to the right people. And anyway, so basically, that's what a connection is. A connection is an individual mm-hmm. that you reach out to to connect with, to get into your network. Mm-hmm. As someone sense?
0: who has, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And and so, if we're talking about being, you know, in the case of this conversation, we've got our business, we're on LinkedIn. And people are making connection requests to us, like they're saying, hi, you know, I get them pretty much every day now. Hi, Lucy, I'm so-and-so, I'd love to connect. Mm-hmm. My first question is, when we get that little thing in our inbox on LinkedIn, do you recommend that we accept all of our connection requests? Uh No,
1: I don't. Um, I have a question that I always ask myself with every connection request I receive, which is, do I honestly believe I'm going to work with this person or this person will facilitate a business opportunity for me? So therefore I have to think, will that person add value or will I add value to that person's network? And if I can say, yep, I can understand why we would connect. I can see opportunity or I can see that they would be an influencer of opportunity, then I will connect. Mm -hmm. But if that person really has no relevance to me or is in a geolocation that I'm never going to work, you know, whether it be India or Pakistan or wherever, like somewhere completely left afield for me, I don't generally accept that connection request. So there are two schools of Mm -hmm. thought. There are people that actually connect willy-nilly with absolutely everybody and they go for the volume game. But Mm -hmm. I really do believe that if you are more strategic and you grow a high quality, relevant group of people that you know your content will resonate with and you'll be adding value to their feed, which is their communication stream in their LinkedIn um, platform, then that is going to be beneficial for both parties or they may be somebody that you actually want to hear news about. So it's not necessarily that you are going to be doing work directly with that individual, but they may be an influencer or they actually might just be somebody that you're interested about. So that also does make sense. So it's just thinking, being more thoughtful about your network and growing that network.
0: So that step's obviously going to take a little more time than simply just clicking yes or clicking connect. Like you need to... Mm. If you want to have a quick look at that person, are you you're, you're looking at them? You're looking at their title. You're having a quick look at their yeah. um their about section, mm. and making yeah. Decision.
1: But I mean, you get quite you know yeah all this sort of stuff. Uh, the more you do it, the more sort of fluid you get with it. But yes, but I think you would be doing yeah. that anyway because even if you're in a networking face to face opportunity, you would still you know, you connect with people that resonate with you or that you are interested in or that you have some sort of shared interest with. So I kind of take Mm -hmm. that same premise within the framework of LinkedIn, you know. If it makes sense, then, yes, you will connect. But if it really doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. why are you connecting? Yep,
0: yep. And is it enough then to simply just connect, like press Yes or oh, I can't actually Oh
1: right. So if they're sending there, you the yes. connection request and you've just hit accept.
0: Yeah.
1: Um look yep. uh, you've got one of two strategies. You can either hit which is what I you know you'd say yes and you'd connect and then you might have a standard little messaging that you've actually got saved somewhere on your desktop that you would then write back and go um DJ Blogs thanks for reaching out lovely to connect with you. Um and then you do a little synopsis into a couple of sentences about what you do. You know, um, these are the services that I provide. If I can help you in any way, please feel free to reach out. Now, I would do that yeah. to somebody that is um, connected in with me, but I also do that when I send out a connection request to somebody, which is sort of the next question on, I think. But, yeah. you know, because it's really important to be upfront and authentic with your connection request because it demonstrates that you've taken the time to learn somebody's name, to um, articulate clearly what you do and why you're reaching out, and people are a lot more receptive to that um, type of connection request than just the default LinkedIn messaging because, you know, it adds yes. value to them. And act-
0: yes, and actually just last week someone sent me a voice
1: <clears throat> That's right, and I've not done that, but I have heard heard about that. And I mean, and and what was what was your reaction to that? Just out of interest, because I I know everyone now has that capability on their. You can do it from your um, LinkedIn mobile app, and to be honest, I've just never got around to doing it. But what was your reaction to getting a connection request like that? Just out of interest.
0: Well, first of all, I was like, oh, I think it must have been a mistake (laughs) (laughs) because I couldn't work out how you did it, and then I realised, oh no, it's a feature. Um And I quite liked it. Yeah, right. Um, it's a bit like it reminded me of just sort of getting a voicemail, like someone had had rung me out of the blue and left me a voicemail. Yeah. So, and it's quite like if I'm someone that listens to a lot of podcasts and love getting information that way. So I didn't, yeah, I, I, I didn't not like it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is unusual. And I just wondered, is that a quicker way sometimes if you are, Maybe you're in the car, maybe you can set it up so you can do that, you know, as a matter of admin, you're just sort of sending voice memos. I mean, it certainly makes you remember the phone.
1: Well, I was about to say, you know, and as you would know as well as anybody, you know, given that we are in such a time of um, saturation and marketing is so tricky and cutting through with brands, I mean, you uh, you know, it's the hardest it's ever been. If there is a feature like that, so as you're telling me that, I suppose my first reaction was, I wonder if you found that intrusive and the fact that you didn't find that intrusive, that's sort of now making me think to myself, oh, that's kind of interesting because I actually, I've never had anyone leave Mm. one for me. So it's a really new way to market. So therefore, I actually Mm. think it is something to consider because new new is good and different and if done well and in a um, professional manner, then it's another way to cut through. So, to your point, I actually, you know, I'm going to now have to give it a crack. <laughs> See how I go. Yeah, give it a go. You can send me one, i'll tell That's you? Right. <laughs>
0: um, and I, I know you mentioned this just uh, just before about autoresponders. Mm-hmm. So, I've also been the recipient of lots of those, lots of different kinds, from like the really short "Thanks for mm-hmm. connecting" to. One particular person, I think there was like four or five paragraphs thinking off to books that were published and stuff and stuff yeah. and stuff. Now, I guess uh, for me that too much mm-hmm. in that and it makes me feel like we're not connecting yeah. then because I go, oh, that's just a auto message and you're going to send that to everyone and I don't have time to read that anyway. And, yeah, not generally good response to that. Obviously, there's going to be a happy medium there. I, I think
1: Between you're absolutely people. right. So for me, if the moment I get those um auto responders that come through that are multiple paragraphs that have hyperlinks to all these different things and it smacks of just being a mass mail-out, you've lost me, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I got one that mm-hmm. said, you know, hey, Lucy, um, you know, thanks for reaching out. This is what we do. These, um, This is where we've had traction in your industry, you know, and actually started to pull out track record that was relevant to me or services that would actually um, benefit me and then giving me an example. I immediately know that that individual has done a little bit of homework. And for me, that is huge mm-hmm. because I know then there's been some effort put in. They're actually tailoring, and once you're tailoring for people, um, you've kind of got them because they then know you're putting effort in and that you're actually trying to match up services against clients, etc. If that all makes sense, so uh, yeah, um, yep. you know. But you know the quick the quick workaround for that for anyone listening is you can still have your you know, your response message, so to speak, saved on your desktop, but take the time to tailor it. It only takes moments and you know your business inside mm-hmm. out. So when you're looking at Joe Blogs's profile and you've figured out that they're working in such and such industry, you know who you've worked with in that industry. You, you know, you can even rattle off a few clients. It doesn't take that much effort to tailor a message. You've already done, you know, it's a matter of copy and pasting the long message that you've already Drafted and then tailoring it for individuals. And it just makes such a difference when you put in that extra mm-hmm. legwork for relationship building. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So,
0: with all those things in mm-hmm. mind, then obviously that's going to be part of a connection strategy. So, I mean, what are your sort of three tips for how we can, if we don't have a mm-hmm. connection strategy in place, obviously that's going to be one of them mm-hmm. drafting your. Reply, autoresponder, stick it on your desktop. What's something? So my
1: three tips would be the first thing I would be doing is I would be making sure you are connected, doing a brain dump and making sure you're actually connected to all your current clients. You know, I see this time and time again. When you work with people all the time, you often forget about LinkedIn because you're chatting to them on the phone. You know, um, you're working with them via email, all that sort of stuff that, often you're not actually connected on LinkedIn. And the reason I want you to think about your current clients is they mm. are your biggest fans. If there's going to be anybody that engages with your content yeah. and actually will do a shout-out about you, it's these guys. So make sure you've got them in your bucket of contacts, mm. on you know your bucket of connections. So that's really important. And that is the same with your peers and your colleagues. I mean, it sounds silly, but often you're not even connected to the person sitting next to you because you just, you know. So just no, check that the really obvious ones have actually been covered off. Then, yes, um, as we've discussed, make sure on your desktop you've actually got two messages. You've got your little 130-word connection request that you're going to send out, so DJ blogs, um, I work for such and such and I provide these services. I'd really welcome the opportunity to connect. So you've been up front, called them by their name, talked about what you do. It's all very authentic. And then the second message is your long-form draft response, which would be, you know, dear Joe Bloggs, thanks for taking the time to connect with me. This is what we do, how we do it. This is the industries we serve. I know that you work in XYZ. This is what we've done in that space. If you ever need to have a chat, I'm – now, Joe Bloggs is delighted. A, he's got the first message – um, mm. which has been really upfront, authentic, called him by his name. He's then also got the second message, which has gone into more detail, but you're not hitting them up for a meeting. You're not asking for coffee. So all of a sudden you're building a relationship with this person so that by the time you and Joe Bloggs finally do meet, he actually knows a fair bit about you and who you look after and what you've done and what your track record is. So, So just to recap mm. on that, so it's making sure you're connected to all the people that you know and who are right. And then having those few messages. And then the third tip that I would give is really leverage the search functionality on LinkedIn. LinkedIn was developed as a sourcing tool first and foremost back in the day. You know, it was for recruiters ultimately. So therefore it's got a really robust search functionality at the back end and you can find the most amazing people. So really think about who your customer avatar is, who it is that you serve and who you want to look after and then go and find those people and then send them those personalised connection requests, follow-up responses, et cetera. And, you know, you will really quickly mm. start to grow a very quality and relevant network of people on LinkedIn. And, sorry, I know we're only allowed three tips, but that's I have to different. give you one more. No. there You can't just <laughs> leave okay. it can- at growing this quality network. I mean, that's awesome. But actually it's what you do with it afterwards and that's where you have to do the magic of really effective and powerful LinkedIn marketing because that's how they're going to start to really become believers in you, your business, and your service offering.
0: Mm, so true. And obviously those two things are always going to work together because it's not like you just build up your connections and provide your great content to keep people inspired. You're still yeah, wanting to connect exactly after that right. as well. Yeah, so yeah. those two things are pretty much exactly, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I guess I just wanted to close off with, you know, sometimes people can get fatigued and rightly so about all the stuff that we're told that we have to do every day in order to promote our businesses and all this stuff. What do you think is the real standout for LinkedIn as being a platform that is Pretty much, very much deserving of our very precious time as business owners. What's sort of the one standout for you that would help someone cross over the line if they were teetering on the brink of, Oh, I don't know if I really need to do this. What would you
1: say to them about that? Well, I don't know if I'm going to answer this correctly, but look, I think the re- the why, the why you do LinkedIn marketing or social selling on LinkedIn or lead, it ultimately we're looking for commercial opportunities. We know that your market's there we know that everybody's on LinkedIn for different reasons, okay? So your market's on there or your audience is on there for different reasons. They might be looking for talent. They might be, um, you know, as I said, looking for suppliers or um, researching LinkedIn's tip to be the world's largest online publishing platform by the end of this year. They might be reading, you know? So if you've got that audience in your network mm. and you're consistently, without being spammy, Sharing your brand stories, um, demonstrating expertise, uh, I don't know, talking about your events, about, um, new client wins, whatever. A nice mix of content that talks about your community service offering, your actual expertise, your track record, um, celebrating the successes of your employees, all that sort of stuff. And, that target audience who's already on LinkedIn is seeing you appear consistently in their feed. They will, when they need to make commercial opportunities or have to put jobs out to tender, they will just by the mere fact that they've been hearing about you in this professional consistent way, think of you as an opportunity to maybe be approached to put in for tender or to look out for commercial, you know, opportunities. So it's about what an amazing opportunity to get in front of your customer. And it is so hard to get in front of customers, you know, and yet we know that with the alignment of sales and marketing, everybody is doing their research online. You know, the customer is 57% of the way through the buyer's journey before they pick up the telephone to talk to a supplier. So they're already doing their research about you. When you put in Lucy Bingle in Google, it's not actually lucybingle.com that appears. it's Lucy Bingle's LinkedIn profile page. So this is how people are finding who they want to work with or suppliers or opportunities. So you need to therefore be leveraging that platform and marketing on it. And that is the why, you know, they're there anyway. So you need to be in front of them, not your competition.
0: That's a great why. Yes, so true. And, you know, it's it's a case for putting your best yeah. face forward on onto that platform. Then, I mean, that's a very compelling reason. And as you say, it is actually absolutely amazing the mm-hmm. breadth of people on on that platform. Like, I read posts daily from Ariana Huffington yeah. and that's
1: people right like that. And it's amazing. Yeah, I and, and I mean, Richard, Br- I mean, all use. those massive players yeah. are I'm spending time on, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> I mean, that's extraordinary, isn't yeah. it? Really. <laughs> <That's fun. Yeah. laughs>
0: Yeah. To me, it just feels like, I mean, and I'm not an expert, but to me it feels like the platform where you say, Mm. take me seriously. Here's my business. I take myself and
1: my business. Well, and I think also the reason that is so is that there is no competition to it. So there's no other place to be doing that. So you kind of have to be jumping on board.
0: That's true. Lucy, thank you so much. Your advice is fantastic as always. Where shall we direct people to find you mm-hmm. and your services? Um, obviously, LinkedIn yes.
1: is one of the best places to find you. Oh, I was just um, going to say, yes. So, so anyone yeah, can reach I'll out to me link on, on LinkedIn um, and find my profile page and also our company page. Um, and also, obviously, we have our website, which is www.lucybingle.com, and we'd love to help you if anyone does have any questions or requires any assistance.
0: Thanks so Thank much. You. Thanks, thanks, Lucy. Thanks see for you having me. again very soon.